Or it can happen in a very short time frame. It can happen in a split second. Um, you can weigh those pros and cons and really take action and make a decision that is a good fit for your business. Are you ready to build your business while honoring your introverted entrepreneur heart? I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we are Success and the Shy Girl. We work with female introverted entrepreneurs to help them ignite their path to success while protecting their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. Welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to be recording this episode because we get to show off our geek selves, (laughs) our science nerd selves. We love to research. Yes, we do. So we are actually going to take the next three episodes and talk more about the skill sets that introverts naturally bring to their role as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Sounds pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to know... If we're an introvert, like, how's that a business advantage? So we're going to jump into that. Yeah. Today's episode and the next two episodes will be focusing on that. Before we jump into that, do you know how much of the population is actually believed to be on the introverted end of the spectrum? I don't know. How much? Oh, well, estimates vary depending on the sources that you look at. But approximately a quarter to a third are believed to be on the introverted end of the personality spectrum. That's right. So we've done a little bit of myth-busting already on our first episode. If you guys haven't listened to that, hop on that one. We bust some myths on on the introverts. So just a reminder, we are speaking in general terms here. Of course, research can be a little bit persnickety, and we want you to really take the uh, the strengths here that really resonate with you and work on those skills. We're going to give you a couple of tips how to maximize those skill sets through these episodes. But if they do not feel applicable to you, let them be. Just leave them behind. It's okay. We won't be offended. We That's promise. Right. That's right. These are, these are general terms. Um, everyone's experience of introversion isn't exactly the same. So yes, just... Take take what you feel yeah. is helpful and, and leave the rest, not yeah. to worry. All of the skill sets and sort of what we consider advantages are actually based in some research. So we're not just, you know, talking at our rear ends here. <laughs> All right, let's actually jump in. So the first, the first advantage that an internet introvert... <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe the internet does. I don't know. Well thought out decision making. So maybe the internet does fit this. (laughs) Can't tell. So I'm going to let you talk about this one a little bit, Lisa. All right. Well, uh, entrepreneurs, (laughs) entrepreneurs are sometimes required to make quick decisions, but we need to separate out an impulsive decision versus decisive action. Mm -hmm. So an impulsive decision... Um, can lead to decisions that are ultimately uh, impact your business negatively. Mm-hmm. So an impulse decision, okay, we've, well, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us have been here, you know, you're standing in the checkout line and there's a great deal on something in the rack there and you grab it and you get it home and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? Like, why did I grab that? <laughs> it wasn't on my list. 
why did I grab it? That was an impulse decision. So uh, the same thing can happen in your business. You can make an impulse decision and have it negatively impact your your business. Right. But decisive action or well-thought-out decision-making really lends itself well to bringing positive change in your business. Yes. And um, in the there's a few studies that we've come across where introverts are actually found to have less impulsive nature in decision-making. So mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> it is good. Yay. We like to research, of course, so cross-reference and weigh the consequences of our decisions. Dot your I's, and cross your T's. That's right. And this ability uh, to be thorough means that the decisions that we make are likely to be successful when you carry them out because you've anticipated barriers to making the decisions work in your business and already developed a plan to deal with them if they come up. Mm. Just a reminder, decisive action can happen very quickly. It does not need to take hours or days or weeks. Sometimes it does take that long and, and... it really depends on the decision that you're making, mm-hmm. how long that's going to, to take. Or it can happen in a very short time frame. It can happen as, in a split second. I mean, you can weigh those pros and cons and really take action and make a decision that is a good fit for your business. Hmm. So the negative side to this well-thought-out decision-making, so yes, it's, it's a very powerful skill to have, is the dreaded overthinking. Right. Don't don't overthink the decision. Just get your facts, decide, mm-hmm. get going. And um, and really we're we're asking you to give yourself a deadline mm-hmm. on making a decision. So the time frame like like I said earlier really needs to be adjusted based on the impact that the decision would have on your business. So for example, um would you know, and again, this is going to depend on your business. So a small decision might be something like deciding which headshot to use across your social media channels. And a major decision might be something like whether you want to incorporate or hire a full-time employee. Right. So, but set a time frame on making that decision. Don't let yourself sit and weigh the pros and cons repeatedly until you can't make a decision anymore because you're so confused. Yeah. yeah. Now, how would somebody potentially maximize this skill? So really get good at well-thought-out decision-making. Okay. So you want to develop a strategy for decision-making and then stick to it. For example, in making decisions in our business, I like to make a list, either mentally or physically, of the risks and benefits of a decision. And then second, ask if this decision will ultimately add value uh, to the business. Three, you want to anticipate barriers, figure out if you're capable of managing those barriers if they arise, and then step four, dive in, make the decision. Make the decision and then stick with it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Make the decision, right? Yes. All right. What's, What's the next excellent skill? that we can maximize as introverts? Well, I think this one kind of speaks for itself, but we're going to speak to it anyways. Our ability to work alone. Yes, it does speak for itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, an introvert's energy is boosted when we work alone, which means that you can be extremely productive when you've got a specific goal and you're left to your own devices. Mm -hmm. I mean, we as introverts, for the most part, are able to be left alone and get a whole lot of work done. 
In fact, I know for me, I am most productive when I'm left alone and I can throw my headphones in and just get to work. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But our ability to work alone and be productive means that we can grow business quickly, particularly in the early stages if you haven't yet had the capital to hire more employees and other people you can really blast through some stuff Mm -hmm. the kind of dark side of working alone or or really focusing on working alone is that you miss the opportunity for networking and really building community right yeah don't miss out on this sometimes terrifying stuff step for yeah. introverts it's super important you you definitely need other people in order to grow your business whether that be a mentor coach peers possibly employees of course you need to interact with your clients and customers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of our ability to work alone how can we actually maximize this skill how can we improve on this so we've got to get really clear Get really clear on what you want to accomplish uh, when you're working on your own and don't fall down that rabbit hole of distractions. Oh, you mean I can't watch those 9,000 cat videos on YouTube? No. Okay. <laughs> she told me. <laughs> right. Unless you're inventing a cat toy or something oh, like well, that. Oh, well, I mean, maybe I am. For sure. You don't know. There's, there's exceptions to everything, but no. <laughs> um, with a clear and concise goal for your time, uh, it's easy to lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish because of this third skill, uh, which is having a rich inner world. Mm, yes, mm-hmm. imagination. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can hang out in our heads all day long. The term imagination station keeps coming in my head. I don't know where that came from. It's probably a kid's show or something. But I, every time I like Rhymes, see this skill, nice. I think about it. I, uh, I think of imagination station. That's right. You never really feel alone when you've got yourself and all your <laughs> imaginary, 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 <laughs> imaginary thoughts. places. Yeah, you've yeah. got lots to think about. Yeah, we, we live a lot in our heads as introverts. And you know what happens when you live in your head a lot? Yeah, you can get really, uh, your imagination can go wild. You can get really creative. And that leads to out-of-box thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need out-of-the-box thinking to really problem-solve. So it's a great, it's a great skill to have. We do want to say that just because you're an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that you are automatically artistic or necessarily creative in a traditional sense. It is a muscle that needs to be built and, and practiced. But really, those internal dialogues that we have with ourselves are really great breeding ground for incredible ideas and, and problem solving. I know for myself, if I'm kind of stuck on something, I just need to, when I withdraw and I kind of reflect or meditate, all of a sudden the world opens up for me and solutions kind of just fall into my well, I want to say into my lap, but really into my brain. That usually takes me a few days of, of working through a, a problem, coming back to it, letting my brain work on it when I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> and a few days later, I, I have, you know, come up with with some ideas. Sometimes it doesn't take, sometimes it's fast and sometimes it takes a little bit of time. But while all that can be really positive, really be aware of that internal monologue you're having with yourself because negative self-talk can creep in there and there's some really real and well-documented consequences of increasing your stress, decreasing motivation. So don't, don't run down that rabbit hole. No, do, do, (laughs) do not, do not. 
we would rather you watch 9,000 cat videos than negative self-talk. That's right. So now how can we conquer the negative self-talk? So can we do? there is an, a real sense of sort of in the personal development community in, in positive psychology about reversing negative talk into positive self-talk. That is... It's difficult. It's very difficult to do without really being intentional and practicing it all the time. You know what? The, of course, the best thing to do when dealing with negative self-talk is to flip that to a positive thought. So, oh, I can't do that. Into, hmm, how can I learn how to do that? Right. Yes. Right, I think be... that recognizing that you're doing the self-talk is, is really the first step. Mm -hmm. As soon as you feel yourself going down that spiral of, oh, I, I can't do this. I don't know anyone that can help me. Blah, like that starts, just take that, okay, here's my problem. How can I start to resolve those? Mm -hmm. These problems aren't going to necessarily resolve themselves or go away. But as you're starting down that path, recognize it. Stop. Take the time. Recognize that and start to turn that thought, yes, at least neutral. Yeah. Neutralize yeah. it by writing it down. I'm worried that I don't this. I'm, I'm yeah. worried about that. And then you can make that list and then start to generate the positives around mm -hmm. that. Let's talk about absolute thoughts as well so often we'll hear people say I always or you never nothing is an absolute nobody always something or nobody never well I shouldn't say that I but, always drink tea in the morning <laughs> actually that's I'm true just, I'm just <laughs> I can go without the tea I can do it she's lying <laughs> she's totally lying I vacation with her <laughs> she needs her tea no, but be careful of falling down the rabbit hole of, of always and never. Those absolutisms will destroy your self-confidence. And when you're having thoughts like that, think, first of all, would I, would I let somebody talk to me this way? Would I talk to somebody else this way? And then turn that always or never into sometimes or this time. Right. This time. I like that. Mm -hmm. And now how can we maximize this awesome skill? Well, fortunately, we like alone time and that gives us time to daydream right. and just be still. Building in time to daydream and just be still is a really great way to have those internal dialogues with yourself and talk through a problem in your own head or, or a challenge or a barrier. And I think you'll find that you are surprised at the solutions that are already hiding deep in the recesses of your brain that were just waiting to come out because you needed to distill all of the chatter that was around you. Mm, great advice. Yeah. Answers are everywhere. And, and you can be surprised with what you notice when exactly what you're saying. You quiet yourself and let things pop sort of up emerge. in your head. Yeah. yeah. A really great. kind of great tip that actually somebody gave me, and I actually have a notebook always now with me in my purse if I'm carrying it. Keeping a notebook close by to make sure that you capture the thoughts and inspiration so that you're, you're, you've got them later on. Because once those thoughts and inspirations start coming to you, you often find that there's a floodgate of those, those ideas, those solutions. 
you want to make sure that you capture them because if you're anything like me, <laughs> my memory's not so good these days and I want to make sure that it's written down somewhere. And sometimes I'll come back days later and look at it and think like, what the heck? Like, where did that come from? That's an awesome idea. Right. And if you're, if you don't have a notebook, you can also use, your, if your phone has a, a like a note or a voice memo or a boxer sort of thing to leave yourself, as long as you go back and listen to it that's right it's funny we were we were sitting down a couple of weeks ago and Lisa brought out an old notebook and she was flipping through it she's like this is a great idea this is a great idea <laughs> right so really make sure that you revisit those ideas and and those solutions because I think you are going to surprise yourself that's right so happy creativity happy creativity <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. We'd love it if you could leave us a review so that we can grow our audience and reach as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. If you've enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot, hop over to Instagram and share it in your stories and make sure that you tag us at Success in the Shine Girl. As always, wishing you abundance and success. <laughs>